Welcome back, listeners. Uh, Allie, kind of a fun segment one there, taking a look at uh, kind of the harvest and overall trends uh, across the region here the, uh, this morning. Um, as we roll into segment two, we mentioned, uh, we previewed, we're going to talk about corn on corn. And, um, you know, the last couple of weeks, I've had some questions, actually probably more calls on this than anything of, of maybe some struggles, corn on corn. Allie, some of these struggles we maybe saw and anticipated as we watched the crop develop through the year. Um, but I think we, I, I want to spend a little bit of time and go into maybe, you know, four or five factors here that uh, are maybe hindering some corn on corn performance uh, across Southeast Minnesota. So looking back, Ellie, you know, last year it was a struggle. We're having a great fall so far this year, except for I'm looking out my window in Zambroda with a lot of snow on the ground, which is unfortunate, not as much to the south, which is good. Um, but really, we late crop, struggle to get fall tillage done. And, and I think tillage for corn on corn is maybe one of the glaring things that's holding back some top end yields. Well, yeah, I think when you look at tillage specifically, so like you mentioned, in the fall, it was just hard to get that work done. And if you did, our temperatures were so cool that you really weren't helping yourself out with some of that residue breakdown. And then you flip the the page to a dry 2020 spring and you don't have that moisture in the profile to also help break down that residue. So if we look at just general situations where maybe we've seen more residue start to create some of those issues of some of these fields running off pace, you know, like we talked about, if maybe in the fall you worked just a vertical tillage implement across that field and then just came back just a single pass with a finisher, finisher um, it seems there's maybe a consistent pattern there to just there being a lot of residue that it's hard to it's probably throwing off your carbon and nitrogen ratio, just contributing a little bit more to some of those causes. Any other factors around tillage that you think are, are predominantly coming into play? Yeah, I think that's when it really rolls into kind of the next two factors almost roll together. It started with that maybe lack of tillage in the fall. And as we fast forward, you mentioned nitrogen there. In some cases, maybe we went out there if we're relying on front load urea. Um, maybe we, we were vertical tilled in the fall. Maybe we had nothing. But if we spread that urea across those corn stalks and then we're utilizing, you know, maybe vertical till or the field finisher and incorporate that, you know, maybe not enough tillage, maybe not running deep enough. But a lot of that nitrogen got um, kind of mixed up in the residue, maybe not incorporated as good as it should be in a perfect world. Um, you know, the finisher should be four inches deep. All that urea should be incorporated two inches. Um, been a general trend of maybe getting a little bit shallower with those passes. You pair that with a lack of fall tillage. Did we get it incorporated? You know, did we have enough nitrogen? You know, maybe I think the rates this year, uh, corn on corn, where we're seeing, you know, maybe some uh, more aggressive end rates seems a good response. But if you take the lack of fall tillage, you know, maybe we weren't quite as much nitrogen as we could have had with the tie up and the residue. Did we have enough sulfur? wasn't incorporated well. And um, that, that's just a combination that we're really starting to see. And we mentioned as we're, we're picking up on these trends, it just seemed like August 1st, you could really tell some of those corn on corn fields were running out of nitrogen, maybe run out of sulfur. And then you pair that with a dry August and all of a sudden, boom, it just seemed like that, that corn on corn crop really melted during that entire month of August. And I just think that's a really good point because sometimes we start to ask ourselves, well, you know, I'm sitting at the same nitrogen rate that I've, that's worked really well for me in the past, specifically corn on corn, but this year it's just maybe not cutting it. And some of those fields are a little farther off than we'd like to see. And it really does come back to, to that nitrogen in the soil being tied up. And you look at the conditions that we've had that didn't favor breaking down that corn residue. And then, like you said, that dry down the stretch that didn't help with any nitrogen mineralization. And it really just didn't give us that punch we maybe tend to see carry us through the end of the season. Um, yep. But I think nitrogen, we kind of hit on just nitrogen rates in general, if they were 
you know, sitting where they needed to be, that's helped our cause. But what about on the sulfur side of things? How does that piece into all of this? Yeah, I, I think important. We talk about this a lot in the off season that we'd like to keep that that ratio around six to one, maybe seven to one, depending on our organic matter levels of the soil. Um, in a perfect world, you know, those two got to be working in harmony. And and in some cases, as I you know talk to producers, maybe we're we're still running a nine or ten to one ratio, which which I think might be holding us back a little bit. Um, yeah, it's just something we we got to dial in a little bit. We talked about the dry weather in August and, and lack of mineralization. Maybe we, we tied up some end and lost it in residue. We're also, if we look back to last year, we all had some record rainfalls in, in 18 uh, and 19, which also, you know, probably really depleted and really flushed the system or I mean, is a way to say it that we probably came into this growing season with not a lot of free nitrogen to scavenge. And, and it just really seemed like, um, you know, you put those factors together and and maybe look at did I use fungicide or not uh, there in late July to manage some of that stress. And um, you know, if we kind of go down that list, then we missed the tillage. We maybe had you know very mediocre incorporation of N, you know, with spring tillage and didn't do fungicide. Um, you know, if you pair all those things together, if they all happened, Allie, those four things, that's where it, it really seems like you know we're maybe seeing some corn on corn fields that are you know. 50 plus bushel off the pace of maybe a field right across the road. Um, but those are some things we want to be thinking about. And, and other things, if we are going corn on corn next year, Allie, you know, just really being, a, being, being on top of things and getting that fall tillage done as soon as we can will be something that's really important as well. And I think you've worded that really well. I think it's important to remember that it's maybe not just one factor that's throwing everything off pace. Like you've mentioned, it's kind of that compounding factor throughout the entire season that has gotten us uh, to the point that we are in some of these fields. So we do have to take a look kind of way back to maybe when some of this started and how that carried through the season. I think in general, you just look at greater corn residue heading into that season. We know that's going to create some moisture variation in the seed bed as well, which could have contributed to some differences in emergence and uneven stands. You pair that with just the interaction between the residue and the available nitrogen and how that's piecing into this whole story. And it tells a lot. Uh, But when we come back next week, Josh, we'll continue to talk about uh, trends we're seeing from the field. If you have any questions, please let us know. You've been listening to Today in Agronomy on KFILAM 1060. If you've missed part of the show or want to hear more, check out the show page at kfilradio.com or with the 103.1 KFIL app. Stay connected with Allie and Josh on Twitter. It's at Allie G-Wise, W-I-S-E, and at Josh Schaffner. Submit your questions for the show. Tune in next Wednesday for the next Today in Agronomy on KFILAM 1060.